it's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. We did it. Well, we did it. You know, it was um, a difficult road yesterday because I uh, drove 20 miles, uh, sorry, 20 hours, um, a giant truck to get to Denver so I could talk to people about animals in labs. Pretty exciting, huh? I think it's pretty exciting. I'm glad you think so, too. It's been a, a, a long, long road. It's hard to believe, really, because um, it's the longest drive I've ever done in my life. And um, we spent a lot of money on gasoline. It was pretty intense. But here we are. We made it. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. Ooh, I like that better. Okay, cool. How about that? That seems to work, sort of. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> 20 miles is not the same as 20 hours. Yeah, exactly. So 20 hours um, on the road about about that it was supposed to be um 15 but we stopped for gas quite a bit being in a, in a, in a big box truck and we had to um stop for lunch at some point so behind the wheel was probably closer to like 17 hours i want to say 18 maybe and um and then we got in at around 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning and now it's eight o'clock in the morning, so I really haven't slept. I got I got into Denver. It was freezing cold last night. Got into Denver at yeah around five a.m. and uh, got up, slept, got down, slept for two hours, woke up, and now I'm here. And now we're about to go to um, a university called University of CU Denver. We're going to CU Denver, the Auraria campus, where we're going to do an event and talk about animals in labs. I'm really excited about it. I always have a good time talking to students. I feel like it's really unfortunate that it's the only day that we're gonna be, we're only gonna be at, oh no, we're gonna be at CU Denver for two days. And then we're gonna be at other Denver campuses. Don't worry, I'll be in Denver for almost a week. But we've got two days at CU Denver Aurora, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not every day you get to talk to people in Denver about these things. When we finally got here and we we're pulling into the hotel, I played John Denver's Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> because when I think of Denver, I think of John Denver's Rocky Mountain High. Um, everyone's around the campfire and everybody's high in Colorado. Yeah. Aurora kids are pretty receptive to ballot initiatives. I think you'll get some good reception from them. I really hope so because I had such a great time on um what day is it on tuesday i had a really interesting time at university of madison wisconsin so if you wonder why it took so long we were driving from the wisconsin dells to denver colorado um yeah that's a 
that's a trek. But on, at, 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 uh, at University of Madison, we had incredible conversations. I even got in a conversation where it was like three on one, three Christians on one poor atheist animal rights activist. And they, um, they would say things like, well, if, if, if you're not vegan, sorry, if you're not, if you're not a Christian, then why does anything matter? I'm like, well, if nothing matters, then the fact that nothing matters doesn't matter. And I don't need to believe in Christ to know that Christ wouldn't rape and rape a cow and slit his throat or rape a, rape a pig and slit her throat. And they're like, it was really interesting stuff. It was really fun. Um, even when I said, uh, you know, you use the Bible to support slavery, and this is just another form of slavery. Someone's like, well, that's that's unbelievable that you would say slavery. I said, well, tell Aristotle. It wasn't me who came up with this. People since Aristotle have been calling what we do to animals slavery. Um, so, I mean, take it up with him. And they were like really, I mean, it was a rough conversation, but it was really, really good. And in the end, um, the three of them laughed. They kind of they kind of dwindled off because they have to go to class and stuff like that. It's really fun talking to college students because if, you can't go forever because they've got places to be and you've got places to be. But um, one stayed back and he's like, you know, I'm a recent con I'm, I'm a recent convert, and I really see your point when it comes to Jesus and the animals. I mean, he was the Lamb of God. He was the sacrifice. He was sacrificed like an animal, and I'm like. It was unbelievable, the, the quiet one who was there. So I guess the lesson really is um, that I took away from that is that even though you're having a hard conversation with three people that might not be might not be a, uh, might not agree with you, that quiet one who's sitting there listening and nodding and thinking about it, that person might be the one that you're getting through to. You don't know, so don't silence yourself and don't let others silence you. It's really important. So no sleep. How do you manage it? I'm not really sure, actually. Um, Joseph slept most of... So during the day, he drove some hours, and then I did the rest. So I did most of the driving because he doesn't like driving at night. So um, most of the driving fell on me. So he slept some of it. So I'm hoping that he can kind of pick up the slack today, and uh, I'll probably run the VR machine and maybe have some mild conversations. Plus, this is why uh, the Lord gave us coffee. Mm. Yes, I'm in De I'm in Denver, Jonesy LeFay. I'm really hoping that you, me, and uh, Vegan Nave can do an action on the 21st. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm 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 committed to doing that, and I can't wait to make that happen. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to happen, but Vegan Nave is the organizer on that, and I'm hoping that we'll bring as many people as we can. Hopefully. Joseph or Justina will, will join us as well. But if not, maybe just you, me, and Vegan Nave can go and do um, whatever he's got planned. I'm really looking forward to it. Vegan Nave says he's had a bunch of productive outreach conversations with Christians recently, too. Got to eat the vids. Got to edit the vids. Yeah, I mean, um, it was, it's, it's been fascinating because I really didn't expect that University of Madison. The other kind of funny thing is that when the, when the Madison police came, they're like, hey, um, we just were interested in what's going on. And they asked similar questions to what they did at University of Michigan, but with like respect and uh, and dignity. So, I mean, my hat doesn't always go off to police officers, but the ones at University of Madison were actually quite great. Uh, they came in, asked questions, wanted to know what I was all about, what we were doing. And uh, they said they saw the event um, permit and they just wanted to, they just had some questions, like legitimate curiosity questions. And 
it was an all-in-all great conversation. It's funny, when they ask questions out of curiosity, they ask the same questions as the ones at University of Michigan, except with respect, and they got the same information, except without all of the all of the, um, the friction, you know? All the way in... Uh, Oh, in Galway, in Denver, you are close to Wolf Lusher and Christina Kellaway Lusher in Colorado. That sounds exciting. I can't. I hope that we can visit them. Um, if they destroyed all the holy books today, in two thousand years, those books would never reappear. But if you destroyed all the science books in two thousand years, they'd all reappear, because they're based on fact. Dave, that's a really good point. I mean, I, most of the time, I don't really need to argue religion, but it's funny when. It, it's, it's really interesting to me that sometimes the religious folks will quote Descartes and Descartes was, Descartes got in a lot of trouble for saying what he was saying, but they'll cherry pick Descartes and they'll say things like that animals are just um, automata and uh, are only responding to stimulus. And I say, well, aren't human beings are doing the same thing. Yeah, but humans have, have a rational soul. And I said, have you ever met a dog? I mean, they seem to have souls. They seem to be rational. What do you mean? And uh, 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 no, dogs are just are just automata. Well, I don't think that dogs are just machines. And, and he's like, I'm like, why would you name a dog then? Well, I name my car. So you think that a dog and a car is the same thing? So if I kick a dog and or kick a car, it's an identical action. In the eyes of God, it is, says the Christian. Interesting. It's really interesting to me to have that conversation because even the Christians like utilitarians can be backed up into these corners where they have to bite the bullet on these ghastly conclusions that they are forced to arrive at and that is it's always impressive when they when they want to when they want to die on that hill because they they really bring down the whole group so there's four of them and one of me but one of them is saying it's perfectly acceptable to kick a dog or stab a, or stab a dog or 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 to use a dog in any way you seem fit, you uh, you deem fit because we're made in God's image. And I, it's funny, at one point I'm like, uh, you can use that Tristan Tate argument all you want. And they all started laughing because I knew exactly they'd all seen that video with Tristan Tate. It shows you who won that argument, who won that debate, Joey Carbstrong or Tristan Tate. I love Joey Carbstrong, but uh, Tristan Tate's one uh, seems to have more followers. Oh man, depends on what time I have an appointment. I thought you said you have Saturday free. Come on now. You told me you have Saturday free. Come on. It's, oh, Cuba Truth is three to five in Denver on this Saturday, and we can do something afterwards. Three to five, Jonesy LaFay. There you go. We're doing it three to five. And then on Saturday evening, Justina wants to go to a hockey game, and I might be suckered into that, but that starts at 8 p.m. So we can do the action and then go to the soccer, the hockey game. Yeah, hopefully the cleaners will come closer than noon. Jonesy LaFay, don't you back out on me now. Do you think that God, well, that's what I said. I even said like, okay, so they said, well, you know, they're, the animals are in, animals are in, uh, are made for us to use. And I said, we've, we've raped these animals to the point where they have no resemblance to what they used to, to, God's creation. In fact, at this point, they're an affront to God's creation. And they were like, it was really great because like I was, I was raised in the Catholic tradition. I, I went to Catholic school. So these guys, when they start talking about these things, I'm like, you can't out Christian me. I read the Bible. <laughs> you can't, you can't out Catholic me. And so I think that they were, they're always thinking that they're going to come across someone who isn't versed 
well, I know my Bible. So I think we had a really good productive conversation. You didn't tell me when you were coming and I had a schedule on a weekend. You told me keep my weekend free. I told you it was the weekend. It's okay. Um, I think Tristan really damaged his persona by saying he doesn't care. At least most people do care about animal abuse. Ooh, that's a really good point. So also, good, good point. The same person that I was talking to um, at that point was saying, well, 90% of the people on earth don't agree with you. I said, well, 90% of the people on earth in 1860 thought that African-Americans should be uh, slaves and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, today, today, a great portion of this earth, probably the majority of human beings think that women are second class citizens. Does that mean that, I, that, that I'm in the wrong because I think that women and men are equal in every way that matters? Well, well, focus on the differences if you'd like. I'd like to focus on the things that we have, um, have in common. What we have in common with animals is that we feel joy, we feel sorrow, we feel pain, we mourn loss, we, have, we, have, uh, we feel fear. So in all the ways that I think matter, we are alike, just like men and women, in all the ways that matter and make us moral, moral agents and, uh, and worthy of moral consideration, those things are what I think we should focus on. What we're different about is something should we, we, should, we should rejoice in, and what, we're, what we have in common is the reason why we should look at each other as equals, um, at, least in the, at least at the table of the moral community. Yeah. So anyway, I think you're absolutely right. When Tristan said he doesn't care about animals, he made himself look bad. And what will happen inevitably in every conversation about Christians they will tell you uh, eventually that they don't care about animals. They don't care. And then at that point, they lose. They lose somebody in there because everybody cares about animals. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good conversation. I had a, I had a good, fun, fun time. And then after that, we took the student group called ASAP. The, I forget what they were called. ASAP is the Animals Who Support Animal Protection, I think they're called. And um, wait academics who support animal protection, something like that. I'm hoping to find out more because I reached out to the person who started ASAP and we're going to talk um, hopefully on this channel. I'm really looking forward to that um, because it's it's really inspiring to me that there's somebody making these uh, these groups on campuses. It's pretty awesome. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a support of it. Speaking of women being equals in the moral community, don't forget that today well, it's, it's, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and National Mammography Day. National Mammography, of course, is a, is a day that we're trying to remember to uh, a reminder to all women that the best defense is early detection. A mammogram can often detect a problem before there's any outward physical sign. Mammography Day. If you can get a mammogram, get a mammogram for God's sake. Also, by the way, if you or anyone you know is a uh, is a female then let them know that eating animals directly <laughs> directly increases their risk of breast cancer uh, i think it's perfectly good and a perfectly good time to talk about health and the health aspects of a plant-based diet when we're talking about breast cancer awareness when you talk about breast cancer awareness we should be talking about plant-based health because plant-based health dramatically decreases your chances of developing cancer of the breast. It's a simple, it's, it's, it's a simple thing. You make the same decision three times a day and guess what? Your chances of catching breast cancer, developing breast cancer 
goes down by folds with by scores of percentage points. Mmm. So good. The carny tears are delicious. Allied scholars for animal protection. Thank you, vegan Nave. These acronyms, or in this case, it would be initialism, or it could be an acronym. If I say ASAP, it's an it's an initialism. If I have ASAP, it's an acronym. Christian Rate, Christian Tate and his brother traffic in women. He's a source of yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a horrible human being. I think that um, it's so it's so clear that he's a, he's an abuser. But then again, anyone who eats an animal is an animal is a is an abuser. It's, I mean, that's just the facts. Quintessence is the word of the day. And then it means a it means something that refers to the typical or perfect example of something, or the most important parts of something. The quintessential, the quintessential thing, roasting marshmallows over, roasting vegan marshmallows over an open fire and making s'mores is the quintessence of camping in the great outdoors. The quintessence of music is the melody. They call it, well, quintessence really just means the fifth element. If you've ever seen a movie called The Fifth Element, the quintessence is love. Love is the quintessence of the human experience. You can say that compassion is the quintessence of human experience in your activism today because quintessence, compassion being the quintessence of the human experience um, or the human condition could lead you to something as simple as making the same decision three times a day. Let's not murder animals. Dr. Funk on breast cancer awareness, plant-based vegan for women health. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Elliot Davies. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, today's the good word of the day is, oh wait, something about Kafka, hold on. The stories read like quintessence of the human imagination in its densest, strangest form, as if his language were thick, sweet, concentrate of the creativity that other writers dilute to a sip of a weakness. The comparison with Kafka misses much of Bruno Schultz's surreal humor and a vivacity. The writer of whom he reminds me most is Maurice Sendak. Interesting, galumphing, filled with galumphing, unpredictable adults, that's funny, okay. Did you know, when people believed that everything was made up of four elements, earth, air, and fire, and water, they thought the stars and planets were made up of yet another element. In the Middle Ages, people called this element by its medieval Latin name, Quinta Essentia, the fifth element. They believed the Quinta Essentia was essential to all kinds of matter, and if they could somehow isolate it, it would cure all disease. The fifth element, love. People have since given up on that idea, but English users have kept quintessence off the, the offspring of quinta essentia as a word for the purest essence of a thing. Some modern physicists have even given the sense it's a new twist. Mm. They, are, they use it to refer to a form of the dark energy believed to make up almost 70% of the energy in the observable universe. Quintessence is your word of the day. I think it's a great one for vegans to try to use in their activism. What do you think? Will you be able to use it? I hope so. I hope you can. I was going to say, you know, when I was in when I was in Wisconsin, I really felt eerily close to my mother. My mother was from Wisconsin, and you probably know that she died during um, the pandemic, and uh, and I miss her uh, tremendously. It's the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life, and. Um, and listening, I, I didn't really think of her as someone who had a thick accent. But then when I talked to people in Wisconsin, I was like, oh, my God, you all talk like my mom. Especially when I would hear old ladies talk, I'd be like, and it was a very bizarre feeling. 
almost very bittersweet, you know, ghostly haunting, but in a, in a, in a good way, but also kind of a melancholy way, I suppose. And I, I, yeah, it was cool, I guess. And then on the way here, we had to drive through a place called Omaha, Nebraska. If you've never been to Omaha, Nebraska, don't bother. There's not much there, but it's in the middle of America. And I had to drive through it. My father was, is from Omaha. And uh, my father and I have always had a complicated relationship, but we, um, I never been to, I never been to Omaha, never been to Nebraska. So we stopped for uh, 30 seconds and uh, took a picture where my, uh, of the house where my father grew up. And it was weird because I couldn't imagine my father learning how to ride a bike on these streets and um, <clears throat> going to the park. He moved to California when he was 14, I think. And it's a different, uh, it was a different time and world back then, 1965 or 64. And I don't know, it felt like I was transported in many ways, you know? And uh, so anyway, that was another oddly nostalgic. Nostalgia wouldn't be the right word, word for it because I'd never been there before. But it felt like nostalgia. Weird, right? You must be tired from the drive, Laura Griffiths. Laura Griffiths, I'm exhausted from the drive. Yeah, I'm dying. I think that um, if I had to, if, if I had my druthers, I would have made the day off today or split the drive into two days. I think it was a little bit dangerous, honestly, um, driving for that amount of time. We drove, there's three people to drive two cars, no matter what, each of us are going to drive at least um, 10 hours each. And the drive went 20 hours. So yeah, we were in, we were behind the wheel a lot. I'm very tired, but we're going to, we're going to soldier on for the aminals. What do you say? Do you think we can do it? Do you think that vegan strength, man, I'm vegan. I got all the energy in the world, all the energy in the world. No one can stop me. Boermark who have been in the dairy market for being more than three decades have announced they will be transitioning their project. Wow. That's an interesting, I didn't know that Boermark. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My impression, that was your impression of Omaha too, vegan able, you know, um, even my father said the best way to, the best way to see Omaha is to drive straight through it and not stop. <laughs> so I guess like, I guess, yeah, most people feel the same way about it. I think you're, you're probably right, but we gotta, I don't know. I wanted to see it. I'll probably never go back for the rest of my life. So that was it. That was the time I went to Omaha. I don't expect to ever be back for the rest of my life. Yeah. But hey, what the heck? You got to do it once, right? If you're ever going to be in Omaha, you might as well do it once while you're driving across America. Charles Cornwallis signed the term of surrenders to George Washington and Comte de Rochambeau at Yorktown at 2 p.m., ending the U.S. Revolutionary War today in 1781. Can you believe it's a day in 1781? The war was over. Was over. And you might say, but wait a second, Sky. Don't you guys say that 1776 is the birthday of America? Yeah, it's bullshit. It's just a lie. Um, 1776 is not the birthday of America. That was the day, that was the year we declared independence. But um, there was no America. There's no government. There was none of that. So, no, no. Um, the Revolutionary War ended today in 18, in 1781. Cornwallis signed the thing. Russian Politburo throws out Leon Trotsky and his followers, the, the Trotskyites in 1926. A few years later, he'd be murdered in Mexico 
with a with an with an ice axe just in the back of his head by a spy a stalin spy black monday in 1987 stock markets around the world crashed the dow jones stock index 22 percent. oh my gosh don't associate your value with the price of the price of stocks and you might just make it through this world you just might yeah you just might do it all right so let's skip all this i wanted to talk about okay so we got a, a few people here peter max is an artist artist known for the use of psychedelic shapes and color palettes you might have already heard that peter max he is mostly known for um very colorful images about peace like he's a he's a peace artist and so his art his art looks like this it kind of looks you might say it looks like the um yellow submarine cartoon and um there's a lot of controversy about that he claims that he inspired it and um wanted to be compensated they say they had no idea who he was what do you think so he did a lot of these colorful images he inspired artists like lisa frank and others and i'll tell you my friend paul um who helps me who i've helped with um, making nfts for artists and things like that and representing artists he represented peter max for some time and peter max guess what since he cared about peace and he cared about world peace he was vegan he is vegan he's he's really old now but um he's old because he's vegan he's able to survive weather the storms because of a plant-based diet can you believe it it's true he's been vegan for a long time that peter max and i think his art is pretty dope there's a lot of it so it's not worth very much most of the time but he has uh but you could probably pick up a peter max piece for pretty cheap because uh because he was a prolific artist before he stopped making art he also did portraits of obama taylor swift and others he loves making portraits and uh there she there he is with Taylor Swift. There he did this one of Taylor Swift. That was before the dementia got him. Yeah. There's a sunrise. Pretty iconic. The white dove and, and, and these images. Pretty cool. Peter Max, ladies and gentlemen. 100 percent vegan. Badass artist for peace. The other badass I want to talk about really quickly is James Bevel. James Bevel was a civil rights activist. He um, he believed that all of the world's all of the world's um, what do you call them? all of everything that plagued the world was uh, these four F's and one was fornicating, one was fighting, one was fantasy telling, lying, and the fourth one was flesh eating. He thought that flesh eating was the root of all of the issues between black and white. He thought that if you were a true revolutionary who believed in justice, that you would follow a plant-based vegan diet, that you're vegan because he believed in peace. He was an acolyte and friend of a guy called Martin Luther King Jr. Maybe you heard of him. Um, he was a bit more hardcore than Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, more fundamentalist when it came to his Christianity. So there are some issues there. But let's separate the man for a second. He was a badass civil rights leader and he was vegan. So next time someone tells you that these things aren't related, you tell them about Angela Davis or James Bevel. James Bevel is one of the most beloved civil rights activists in history, and he was hard fucking core. There you go. 
Children's Crusade. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, but one of the prime organizational forces between 1963. One of the things he did that got him a lot of shit was that he organized children's marches in uh, in the South, where he got a bunch of black Christian children and marched with them. So to show what segregation really looked like with all of these black children marching uh, for for freedom, and he got a lot of he got a lot of he still gets a lot of a lot of criticism for that, but. Did it work? He was an extremist. You love Peter Max. Peter Max is great. I've always loved his work. I knew who Peter Max was because when I was a kid, I thought Lisa Frank was cool. And it only takes you a second if you're thinking about Lisa Frank or knowing anything about Lisa Frank to find out that she was influenced by Peter Max. They're almost like very heavily influenced by Peter Max. Um, he was also an important anti-Vietnam War protester and was present when King was assassinated in 1968. He was standing next to um, Martin Luther King Jr. when he was shot, and he was vegan. And Martin Luther King Jr.'s son and wife, Coretta Scott King, all vegans. Why? Because if you care about peace and justice, you don't slit the throats of animals or pay to have them raped. It's pretty simple. You're either a, you're either a vegan or you're an animal abuser. These guys, they believed in, in, in not abusing the power that you're born with as a human being. Out of all these celebrities, there's only one here that actually has any history of veganism. Can you guess who it is? Is it John Favreau? Is it Rebecca Ferguson? Is it Evander Holyfield? I mean, he should be vegan. I mean, a dude ate a piece of him when Mike Tyson bit his fucking ear off and, uh, and spit it in his face. So you think he'd go vegan because he knows what it feels like to be eaten by a human being. Is it John Lithgow? You know it's not. Uh, you know it's not Dumbledore, Michael Gambon. He's not vegan. Never was. I mean, anyway, it's little Dirk. Little Dirk. Uh, sometimes, some people say he's vegan. Some people say he's flex. Some people say he's just vegetarian. It's hard to get a hard to get a um, lock on him. But supposedly, he's vegan. I don't know. You could be a you could decide on that. I googled him and tried to find out. But you can't find about these celebrities. I just think this is a fun thing when we're talking about birthdays. So happy birthday, little Dirk. I hope you're actually a, a vegan. I really hope you are. And for the rest of you, Rebecca Ferguson, she she's in the um, Mission Impossible movies. It'd be so cool if she were vegan, but of course, you know, she's not. Happy birthday, Peter Max. Happy birthday, James Bevel. Wow. Happy birthday. Let's see who died today. Only these guys, Ernest Rutherford, Jonathan Swift, uh, King John. Everyone hates King John. He's uh, Everyone hates King John. He's the England's worst king, supposedly. But Jonathan Swift wrote Gulliver's Travels. He's a poet and satirist. He also wrote A Modest Proposal. And if you don't know what A Modest Proposal is, it's one of the greatest pieces of satire ever written. It's written about the plight of the Irish in, um, in, in the 18th century. And you know what? He, uh, I think the 18th century... Yeah, 18th century. So in the 18th century, like right before the potato famine and everything, the people of Ireland were starving because of what was going on with the English. And so he made a modest proposal. And the modest proposal was one of the most controversial things ever written. And still today, if you read it or have or, <laughs> or even talk about it, people will shit themselves. They'll get so upset that this guy in the 18th century wrote this 
the modest proposal is one of the greatest pieces of satire because what it's proposing, the modest proposal, spoiler alert, but it is like 300 years old. So, you know, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's almost 300 years old. But a modest proposal, the proposal is eat Irish babies because that will cause, that will solve the starvation problem in Ireland. And then he goes into how to prepare them, how to cook them, how to how to make them palatable for the English and the English could eat the Irish babies and that would make perfect sense and would be more economical and better for everyone, better for the environment, better for everybody. And still today, <laughs> with that type of, he, I mean, sometimes <laughs> if vegans talk like that in their activism, they get the same kind of shit like, <gasps> how dare you suggest something like that? And it's like, it's a it's satire. He's not actually he's Irish, by the way, Jonathan Jonathan Swift. So if you don't know who Jonathan Swift is, never in modest proposal, do it. Educate yourself. It's free. It's definitely public domain. It's one of the greatest things you'll ever read. And it's short, pamphleteer and poet, a cleric who became dean of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin. Regarded Encyclopedia Botanica as the foremost prose satirist in the English language, Swift is best remembered for his writing Gulliver's Travels. People love Gulliver's Travels because of the Lilliputians, but it's not the best thing he wrote. Modest Proposal is the greatest thing he ever wrote. And if you're a vegan activist, you should definitely read it. Definitely read a modest, modest Proposal. And it's funny because I, I'll quote it all the time. I'll be like, it's, it's a modest proposal to say that animals should be free from torture and rape. That's quite a modest proposal. And I'll say things like that just to see if people know what I'm saying. They never do. But now you will because today is the day that Jonathan Swift died. And I hope that you guys all have a better day than Jonathan Swift did today. He died today in 1745. So thanks. Well, that's about it for me today, guys. Um, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you more than you'll know. Um, did you hear? To, did you guys hear about the Supreme Court saying that the Carolinas, the ag gag laws, trying to say that PETA can't take pictures in undercover farm, can't go undercover in farms and take pictures, that it's unconstitutional and it violates our First Amendment? Isn't that exciting? I can't wait to find out what happens next there. A lot of times when the um, Supreme Court decides things like that, it could result in horrible things for others, but I think it's pretty exciting. Also, I should tell you that if you have a dog and you're still killing a dog to feed another dog, if you're still killing an animal to feed a dog, you're a speciesist. Why are you feeding animals to feed other, to killing one animal to feed another? What did the cow do to that dog? What did the cow do to that dog that you're going and you're you're murdering a cow just to feed a dog? Dogs can't eat cows. Do you think dogs eat cows in the wild? They can't do it. Your dog isn't a wolf. Come on now. Even wolves have, would have a hard time with a cow. Please go over to wildearth.com, check it out. By the way, I interviewed their CMO recently, and those videos are up. The highlights are there. Please check out that. I would appreciate you guys going to Wild Earth and checking it out. The, the link is in the show notes along with the Vegli apps, folks. What's up, Deb Thompson? You're late. Yeah, you are. And we're about to close up, closing up shop. I drove a long, long distance to be here today, and I've got a long day ahead of me, so we're about to shut down. I remember being in the sixth class and being asked to write a composition of an Irish person I respected. <laughs> Joseph Campbell, and he suggested Jonathan Swift. 
to the world in a choice that attend an online Zoom. Wow, Jonathan Swift. There you go. He's a, he was one of the greatest writers of the 18th century. And um, if sometimes people are like, well, nothing ever happened in the 18th century. Of course it did. The American Revolution happened in the 18th century. Vegan Nave, I can't wait to meet you in person when we do our action on this on Saturday, the 21st. If anybody else is in is in um, Denver on the 21st, please reach out. We're gonna do an action somewhere in Denver on the 21st, Saturday. Very much looking forward to it, and I would love to see you. Joseph Campbell's here. Joseph Campbell's a fan of Jonathan Swift. We just got finished talking about a modest proposal. It's one of my favorite pieces ever written, ever scribed in the uh, in, in the King's English. I loved it. And I think it's I think it's wonderful. I, I think about it almost every day. Actually, <laughs> it's one of Jonathan Swift is so they bastardized his stuff so much. People because it's hard to contextualize Gulliver's Travels in today's with today's eyes and with 21st century's eyes but the the modest proposal that translates perfectly today i think what's happening with the border in mexico uh definitely translates of like every american should read modest proposal because maybe they'll be able to see something something interesting thanks for the really active activism sky thank you I'm trying to do as much of it as possible on this journey we did um an action in Chicago cut like a, a double whammy because we did LVMH, Louis Vuitton, and we did uh, Max Mara in the same day. That was really cool. Two targets in once. We're going to do the affirmation. The book's already in my hand. I can't wait to meet you in person either, Jonesy LeFay. Make sure you happen. Good morning, Mark Saunders. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. Today, The, uh, the if you're not vegan, I don't know what you're doing here. Please. Today is uh, your daily affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, now's your time to go. I can adapt to any situation. See what I mean? I might have been up. I might have spent a whole 20 hours driving yesterday without sleep. I might have only slept for three hours and still going out and doing activism today. I'm still going to go out and do it because I can adapt to any situation. So can you. You can adapt to any situation because you're a human being. You're better than a, you're better than all the others. You, you beautiful vegan. Um, my ability to adapt translates into long-term happiness because I never get too attached to outcomes or having to have certain things a certain way. Yeah, don't get too attached to having things a certain way because, like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan, and then you get punched in the face. I'm always able to shift and expand into new realities. That's a good thing, too. You should always be able to expand into new realities and shift, right? Pivot. This gives me the freedom to keep recreating happiness for myself no matter what. Bam. Mm. Always. You have the ability to recreate happiness for yourself no matter what. You do. I have faith in you, vegans. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're the only ones who seem to be trying to make the world a better place. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Um, thank you for tuning in today. I've got a really long day ahead of me. But I'll see you tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about my first day in Denver with you tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who supports on Patreon. Thank you everybody who supports as a channel member, who supports with tips, who goes to the website, veganofcourse.net, and buys a t-shirt. We ship worldwide. Thank you all of you who support my activism and speaking up for the animals. Um, I couldn't do it without you. 
My, my, my dream is to make stuff for vegans and be a full-time activist. That's what I want to do with my life for the rest of it. So thank you for helping me make my dream come true. Um, and thank you for, for tolerating me as, I, as I'm so tired today. <laughs> but you know what? I listened to, um, on, the way, on the way in the tribe, I listened to a little bit of This American Life. And it was an episode where Ira Glass's voice was like totally wrecked. I was like, is this Ira Glass? He's like, I apologize for my voice. I, I feel fine. And I'm like, well, if, if Ira Glass will still get up and do his show, no matter what, the show must go on. I can, I can get up and do my show for y'all. Thank you guys so much. Looking great for two hours sleep. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not going to look in many mirrors today, I don't think. But I did wake up and wash my hair, so I guess that's pretty good. <laughs> Great work, ethics guy. Thank you, Celtic Tomato. Thank you so much. Probably which I'm a I'm a I'm a workaholic, and I and I think that I think that for the first time in my life that this work actually means something, you know. So, thanks, guys. Thanks for everything that you do, and um, thanks for all the support. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't, and if you haven't followed on Instagram, do that too. I've been posting updates on Instagram too, so if you're on Instagram. Um, Check that out too. Thanks, guys. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Just texting. I just texted my tour mate saying that I'm calling out sick. I'm not calling out sick. No, I'm not calling out sick. But um, it's funny. We have to drive, I think, 45 minutes to campus because we're over by a very nice hotel over by the airport. This is one of the nicer hotels we've stayed in. It's it's very modern and new. So I think maybe that's why I think it's nice. Um, most of the hotels we've stayed at have been ratchet, but this one's pretty good. So I'm pretty happy with it. Um, even even. Some of them, a lot of hotels we've stayed at have been pretty quaint and had a lot of character, if you know what I mean. But uh, they haven't been very modern. And I, I like that we're finally staying at a more modern hotel. Thank you so much for everything. Thanks, Baza. All right, guys. Sayonara. I'll see you on the other side. Illegitimate non-carburundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. I need you. And uh, we need each other. And the aminoles definitely need you. So thanks. Keep going.